now. Hello, everyone. Uh, let me just, uh, I just want to uh, appreciate every one of you for uh, uh, tuning in to this uh, today, for uh, watching um, this new episode of the uh, Fearless Netpreneur uh, Radio. And today we have uh, one of the big fish in the house. Uh, where it's taken me a long time to be able to pin him down uh, to do this interview because uh, he's a very, very busy man and you're going to get to hear from him. It's rare that we have a multi-dimensional, uh, multi-talented person on this show. Typically, we have somebody who's just an expert in one area, but we have a guy who has mastered different things along the way, though he focuses almost exclusively on outsourcing today. So the, the bulk of our discussion today, guys, is going to be on how you can really live the suitcase lifestyle or the briefcase lifestyle that everybody promised you uh, before you got into business. Either you are a solopreneur or you have a sizable company going now, you want to have a life even while making all that money. Uh, David Michael specializes in doing that from the solopreneur to companies with over 500 uh, employees. He helps every one of them to live the life that he himself is enjoying. Uh, David Michael is a rock star first and foremost. Uh, that is one of the things that engages me about him. Uh, he is a man that has had a, a, a rock star a, a lifestyle in Hollywood. I actually call him Mr. Hollywood. He has a good musical career. He's been a, a, a music uh, executive producing some of the biggest music shows you can think of in Hollywood before picking up on outsourcing. He's also a New York best-selling uh, best author, which is rare. Probably the first uh, that you probably will be listening to at the Fearless Net Premier Show. I know we've had some of the big names in here. We've had uh, Sam Baker, we've had Todd Gross, we've had some of the big names, but none of those guys are New York, <laughs> New York Times best-selling author because it's not easy. I don't even have it, and I have 10 books out there. So it's going to probably tell us a bit about that, but he's a man that is celebrated worldwide for that. He's a multiple award winner, and he's one of the biggest employers in the Philippines. Okay, when you hear that Philippines is the place where you get the best employees who will not betray you, who will not take your business idea and take it and go and do it like you get with other countries without mentioning names, this is one of the kingpins there that can make things happen for you. And above all, is also a top digital marketer. Okay, he's a top outsourcer. We're going to focus on outsourcing today. But I want you to know this is a man that has walked the walk and has talked the talk uh, and can really help you when he says he can help you live the lifestyle, he can do it. Because recently, all right, he just did over a million dollars with a product, with a product launch, quote and unquote, without even doing a traditional launch. The product was not on JVZoo, it was not on any of the marketplaces where typically we go to go and launch. And yet, at the end of 10 days, the man was smiling all the way to the bank with over a million dollars uh, in his pocket. So he's a man that knows how to make this happen. And all the while he's doing this, he was on speaking engagements all over the world. It was not like he's in his house uh, uh, sweating it down for 24 hours. I was following him. The man is all over the place. And yet he's making money. So essentially, as I always do with our intro, to let you understand why you need to listen to this guy when it comes to outsourcing. Not only does he do it, not only does he teach it, he actually lives it. He himself lives the lifestyle of a man that is completely outsourced, even though he's also outsourcing for people. He goes on cruises. We've been to Marketers Cruise several times together. He's been to Nigeria for over 10 days, 
And in those 10 days, he was just having fun. It was not like somebody just looking what is happening in my office. He was too relaxed for a man hmm. that has thousands of employees working for him. So I just blown up, blown away by this guy. And uh, today, I'm so excited that we're having him to share the secrets of the outsource life, how you can get involved, and how he can help you to make that happen in your business. So guys, uh, I just wanted to uh, match your mic wherever you are now for Darren Michael. Hey. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. And yes. thank you for their very kind and generous uh, introduction. I really appreciate it because I mean, that, that, that's you just encapsulate just about everything I do and who I am. And so I, yes. I do really appreciate that. A couple of things set the record straight. I didn't do it in 10 days. It wasn't a million. It was about 1.3 million. And we did, wow. it, about we did it about 30 days. Uh, the, mo the gist of it was done in 20. And just so you know, I didn't put all that money in my pocket. Of course, of we course. had lots of expenses, <laughs> as you know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it was very powerful. I did generate 1.3 million in less than 30 days. And I was traveling around speaking. I had a lot of other commitments at the time, too. I wasn't just kicking back. <laughs> we were working very hard. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't super stressful, actually. Matter of fact, most of the stress of the launch came before. Uh, and that was kind of in, in the in the lead up to it. And, and the biggest, probably the biggest amount of stress, and we can talk about it if you want, was really, and I'm sure you can relate to this because you've had a big launch, a couple of big yeah. launches too, yeah. is uh, is corralling the partners, right? Yeah. That was, that was that's a big challenge. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and in our business, we all had different tasks in this launch. I was not involved in the technical, although, of course, I advised every Everything on it. I wasn't involved in the actual operation, execution, or the customer service, although I had my hands in all of that. But my role was working with the partners. So all of that legwork was all done in advance and with my goal in mind that, you know, the day we launched, most of my work is done. And, and that's kind of how it was. And, and I liken it to, as you know, you know, you talked about my music career. Before I was in the music biz and I had success there, I was the biggest electronic music event producer in the U.S. I would throw big parties, 15 to 20,000 people a night. And I likened it exactly to that business in the respect that what I would do is I'd work my tail off leading up to events, so much work, stress, this, that, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't as good at delegating as I am today. And then the event opened and... I just had a blast. I didn't have to do anything because everything was set up in advance. You know, all my team knew their role and my work was done by the time the door opened. Of course, there were always issues and things I had to keep my hands on and oversee, but I like to do that. I like where I do everything in advance and then I get to watch it unfold and really be present. Um, I liken it to, I, I was married 20 years ago, I'm not anymore. And I remember the day I got married, it was a blur. Because I was young when I got married. I was the youngest of my friends to get married. I was the uh, youngest of our friends to get divorced, too. And, <laughs> and I remember that that day went by in a, in a blink. And that's because as, as a kid, you're not terribly present, you know. And so, so I like to do everything in advance so that then I can be present to enjoy the unfolding and see it all happen. And, and I got right. to do that. And that was, that was pretty cool. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to be cutting into uh, Davin. Davin is a man that is, uh, knows his stuff and likes to talk about it. But we're going to keep him focused today. See, Davin is already, that he's already made a disclaimer. He doesn't want you to kidnap him for all those money that he has in his pocket. <laughs> of course, when you launch your partners and a big chunk of that you give to your partners, but still, even if he kept only 20% in his pocket, that is something he to do over a 30-day period. Most people don't do that in their lifetime. Right. All right? So it's a great achievement. And uh, having done a couple myself, I know what it takes. And I can appreciate <laughs> yes. when somebody does this. I mean, he's, yes. uh, he's awesome. All right, let's get to it, guys. I'm not going to have David Michael introduce himself. You do it the way we do it at the Fearless Net Premier Show. 
go do your own work. Google Davin Michaels. You get to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly about the man. You go to a place called 123employee.com. You're going to also get a bio on him so that you can get a balanced view of the man that you're going to be listening to because he can literally change your life. I'm serious. He's done it in Africa, so I know. All right, there's help companies there, there's help uh, even struggling. Um, people trying to make money online to find their way, even though he's an high ticket man. Ordinarily, he's a man that can stoop to any level and help you out. So pay attention as we always do it. Get your notebooks out and be ready to learn about how to outsource, how to live the outsource life, and how to use it in your business, regardless of the type of business you are in. All right, David, let's get to it. Tell us how exactly did this outsourcing team, how did it get started? How did you start in the outsourcing business? Sure, sure. Well, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to really go back and talk for a moment just to set the stage for how the outsourcing business got started because, you know, people today would just kind of take it for granted. But the way it started was during the dot-com boom. So during the dot-com boom, we had all of these countries that were overseas. We were not connected. Uh, and what happened was there was so much money during the dot-com boom that these big companies were laying pipe. And they, they were laying pipe between, you know, the islands uh, from, from the U.S. To, to overseas. And then uh, the dot-com bust happened. And it was very expensive to send traffic over those, those pipes. And then, and when I say pipes, I'm talking about cables, you know, the mm -hmm. infrastructure. And, and then the dot-com bust happened and everything crushed. And then all of a sudden, it was inexpensive to send data back and forth. And today, I mean, I still pay a lot of money to send data back and forth. But it's a, you know, it's an infinitesimal amount. Uh, so how did it get started? What would the word be? Infinitesimal? I don't know what the, what the word is, but, <laughs> but it's minuscule. Okay. Yes, but it's minuscule in comparison to what, what it was before. And that's how it all got started. How did I get started? Um, my background is, is, is in entertainment and communications. I produced music and television for 15 years. And I had a good friend of mine. His name is Ian Rich. I always, in my books, I credit Ian for giving me the keys to the kingdom. Ian had a publishing deal in Asia, a music publishing deal. And he was very buried in this. He needed help. He asked me to come you know get involved and I did and that put me on that side of the world Asia several several times a year and that allowed me to kind of get the lay of the land start a business and we opened up a call center a, a contact center in the Philippines just for our own business at the time uh, 10 employees in the early days um, very humble beginnings the infrastructure didn't exist that exists today and it was it was certainly a very bumpy road uh, but after a while you know, we began to smooth it out a bit this is uh, Penny, my little puppy. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so uh, after a while, I, I, you know, we worked out a lot of the kinks, and I thought, you know, this is something we could offer as a service to other businesses. And we launched that, and it was very slow go over the first couple of years. Um, we didn't really begin to experience, you know, momentous growth until, you know, two or three years in. Uh, so but like then we did. How, many, how, many, how many employees would you say you have now? That's about 400 now. About 400. Wow, about 400 yeah, yeah. employees now, in the Philippines, now, right? Yeah, now we're also in the process of, well, of acquiring another company. Uh, it's kind of, we're still trying to negotiate it, but if we do end up acquiring this other company, then it'll double our size, which... All right. Uh, now, what, because what most people probably are concerned about is um, about how they can use your services, obviously, to reduce the stress for themselves and get more efficiency going in their business. And to do this, obviously, one is concerned about how trained the staff is okay if i'm going to outsource my stuff how do i get the confidence that um the staff that you have at one two three employee can really help me so how do you train your staff that's why the fact that they're overseas 
Sure. Okay, that's a good question. So um, I'll tell you a little bit about our structure at 123. When we opened our doors almost a decade ago, um, almost all of our business was voice-based, uh, all telephone work. And most of it was comprised of real estate, mortgage, debt consolidation. And today it's totally different. Today, 98% of our business is online. Uh, people do have us do their customer service and pick up their phones and do their sales and stuff. But ultimately, no matter what we're doing, there's some sort of online com component. And that, of course, has changed over the last several years. And so in the early days, you would just kind of hire a VA and that was that. And when I say VA, I mean virtual assistant. But over the years, there have every single day there's 10 new things to learn and do, right? There's new software applications, there's new ideas and concept and, and, and tactics and strategies every single day. And so because of that, we've adopted it. We, several years ago, we adopted a, a new model and we call it a project manager model. So now what happens is we take our senior level people, they become our project managers and you get a project manager in the deal. So it's, it's included, it doesn't cost you anything, but the project manager can manage just about everything that you need managed in, in your biz based on what your needs are. If anything goes beyond their scope, then we, they'll dip it down to an expert pool and then manage that project. So with that in mind, you're working with people that, that tend to have more experience than our older model. Now, there is always going to be training involved because, you know, our people, we have 200 people trained on Infusionsoft and we have people trained on all different types of platforms and things and things to do, but there's always some training uh, required. So is it continuous, is it continuous training that you give? Yeah, uh, we're, to, to we're always, we're, yeah, we're always training our people for sure. Um, but it's really important for you as, as a client to train your people as well. Um, I'll kind of explain. So, you know, somebody comes on board, they get hired. Matter of fact, I'll just back it up. So, I'll tell you about our hiring process. So we process about 100 new applicants on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. And those people come in around 10 o'clock at night. That's when we do our, our hiring. We hire a small percentage of those people. Once they're, they're tested, they're hired, and then we put them into a pool while they're waiting. During the time they're waiting, they're getting trained. Uh, but then, you know, at some point, they, get, they become you know, somebody's uh, virtual assistant. And then at that point, the client is training on all this stuff. Uh, and then, you know, if they keep that employee for a long, long time, they become an expert in that person's business. It's, it's an ideal situation. Sometimes, you know, the client doesn't need them anymore. They come back into the pool, but now they have all this extra experience. So it's, it's an ongoing process. Um, but the best thing you can do is, is have an idea of how you're going to train your person. And the all best right. way, yep. Okay, so uh, I just want to, uh, because there's a long way to, to cover. You already explained that. Now, my, for somebody who wants to outsource, okay, now how can they qualify an overseas employee when they are an ocean away from them? Let's say I want to go into, I want to outsource now. How do I get to qualify the employee that is going to be doing my assignment who is like oceans away? Yeah, they don't really have to worry that much about qualifying them because we're going to do that for you. So we'll, we put them through all the testing and the training and so on and so forth. And at that point, you know, we're going to find somebody that really matches your needs. And about 85% of the time we get it right. So beyond that, you'll have a chance to talk to them. You may want to test them or ask them some questions or have them do an exercise. And, and that's fine. Um, but, you know, usually we get it right about 85% of the time. We'll match you up with somebody great. You'll get a chance to work with them. If we get it wrong, then, you know, you can always say, hey, I, this isn't a match for me and I want to, you know, bring on somebody else. And okay, that is if somebody somebody. is using one, two, three employee. But let's say I don't know anything about one, two, three employee. I want to hire an overseer because I, like a, I want like to try to keep this general, all right, so that yeah. people can understand how the outsourcing team works. Yeah. It will be a bonus for them, obviously, if they use one, two, three employee. But if they want to go in on their own, how can they qualify 
an employee who is overseas. So the best way to explain that is to kind of break down the, the pros and cons and the differences between hiring freelancers or using a managed facility. So freelancers is somebody that works out of their house. Managed facility is somebody that works at a company like one, two, three employees. So we'll talk about the pros and cons. With freelancers, uh, sometimes you can get them for less money. Well, you can definitely get them for less money. Uh, sometimes you can find experts uh, or specialists, which is good. But the downsides are brownouts are a regular occurrence in places like the Philippines. Uh, infrastructure issues in places like India and the Philippines uh, happen all the time. Loss of internet, loss of telephone, uh, and acts of God. So it's very common for floods, hurricanes, earthquakes. Um, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And as a result, we have people come to us all the time at one, two, three employee uh, that had freelancers and maybe they had somebody they really liked. They were with them for nine months. Then one day they just disappeared. And then you have to start all over again training. When you use a managed facility like one, two, three employee, you don't have to worry about acts of God. You don't have to worry about infrastructure. You don't have to worry about power. You don't have to worry about telephone. You don't have to worry about accountability. You can even pay by your credit card. There are so many reasons to work with a managed facility and you have redundancy and you can scale up and down. And so um, after years and years of, of, of kind of say, you know, doing sort of pros and cons for people, uh, I've absolutely decided beyond a shadow of a doubt, you're much better off using a managed facility. You're, okay. If you, if you, you, you rush through thing. some of this stuff because no, <laughs> this is my show. All right. You're going to flow at my, at, my, at my speed. All right. Because you just said the most important stuff and you gloss through it because that's what you do. I want you to explain to us the advantages of using a managed facility, see? Because to you, this That's is this, this call. Yeah, but you said it like I couldn't even follow. It was too fast. Okay. Slow down. Okay. I want okay. to learn that, okay? Okay. So, so anyway, so ultimately, we have people all the time. They have hire freelancers. They come to us uh, because, they, because they lose them. And so what I've learned over the years is, look, your time is incredibly valuable. It's, it's the one precious commodity that we can't buy. Once it's gone, it's gone. It's fleeting. And the reality is, you know, you may work with freelancers to try to save a few bucks in the long run. You're going to waste a massive amount of time and spend even more money um, before you find our way to a managed facility like ours. So, so I will just tell you the best thing to do is to use a managed facility. Fantastic. So, guys, yeah. what he's trying to say, guys, because... Uh, there are people who have made the mistake thinking that they can do this thing on their own and I've been there and you find out that it's a nightmare because there's a reason why you saw that I had to cut into Darwin and, and, and more or less slow him down. This thing comes naturally to him because he's done it for years and years and years. So things that they take for granted now, you have to spend a lot of money <laughs> to get yourself in there. So you can avoid all that pain by simply using a managed facility because this, that's what they do. Because running outsourcing is a whole business on its own. And if you want to do it and you, you don't use a managed facility where that's what they do, then you are going to be running an outsourcing business along with your business, which is a nightmare. I've been there, all right? And that is why I'm happy that he's with us because one to three employee, okay, is one of the most respected in the world uh, across the, um, the nations. And that's why I was happy to bring Darwin because not only are they very accountable, they also are able to give you the word. They've done it over and over and over again. Other people have paid for the mistakes that you will have to pay for if you do it yourself. And that is why this is awesome. You want to add to that, David? Yes. Uh, Ope, actually, um, because we started late, um, I just realized I'm 12 minutes late for another call. Uh, hold on one sec. I want to see if they've gone away or not. We'll just edit this. Stand by. Okay. And if I do have to get on, I'll just call you back in a few.
Uh, sorry, guys, that we had to take a break there. Uh, Davin is a man that has so many appointments going, so I'll try to get through my questions before another appointment catches us here. All right, and thank you so much for uh, uh, staying with us uh, despite that other appointment. Now, I'm coming. The next question is um, now, how do you monitor these employees? I mean, from from the managed um, facility point of view, because that's your thing, all right? And then maybe even from those who still want to be full-hardy and do it on their own, how do you monitor, let alone manage your employees when they're thousands of miles away from you? Sure. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to monitor. Um, the odds are you're going to be in communication with your virtual assistant on a kind of regular basis. There's a million different ways to communicate with them, email, text, phone, Skype, you name it, everyday Slack, everyday there's some new way, WhatsApp, text, everything. So um, you're always in communication with your assistant. So, so if for some reason that your, your assistant is not working, for some reason I think you're gonna know it, your virtual staff. Um, but what we do at 123 Employee is um, every, we have a templatized report that we give you at the end of every, uh, each day that shows you what transpired throughout the day. Um, our clients usually give oh, us a bunch each of day. We got that each day. Each day. Oh, each fantastic. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. And then, And then our clients usually have their own sort of KPIs or SOPs, and, and that's fine. So they'll let us know, you know, what specifically they want to measure, and then we'll make sure that we measure that on a daily basis as well when we give them that information. And uh, so it's really easy to see what's going on every day. Uh, you would know pretty quickly if you felt like, you know, somebody was dropping the ball. And if that was the case, you'd just reach up to your project manager, which, again, is, you know, super easy. And, and that's accountability. That's what you don't have if you're working with a freelancer that's working out of their house. All right. Now, let's back up a bit because we assume so many things too, and that's my fault at the beginning because we have a lot of new guys on this show. We want to make sure we don't make it too advanced for them. Davin is a, oh, super advanced. I need to make it, break it down. Now, I just assume what kind of task, because we just started talking about outsourcing, what kind of task can be outsourced? Because sometimes people don't even know that some stuff can be outsourced they think that this thing is impossible can you tell us some of the stuff that can be outsourced and some of the unlikely things that people don't think can be outsourced that you guys can outsource for them yes. yeah that's, that's, that's a great question too so um today there's very few things that we can't do so we do internet marketing social media telemarketing back office tasks transcription inbound outbound voice light sales and you know chat support ticketing literally the list goes on and on and on um and uh so we can we, we can certainly do all all of that stuff i just lost my train of thought yes. uh, uh, oh, oh, okay the question was because you had well, what are the things to be outsourced you already listed them that basically they can outsource anything all yeah, right yeah, and you yeah. are listing some of them you are listing them they can outsource social media work uh yes. website building uh article writing yeah, we can do all that stuff. Uh, we can. There's a few exceptions. So uh, one thing that you brought up was article marketing. So um, as good as Filipinos are at reading uh, and uh, I'm sorry, as good as Filipinos are at speaking, their reading and writing is about, uh, well, their, their reading is fine, but their writing is about 85%. So we actually employ a U.S. writing team to write all of our content. Uh, you pay for that, uh, but it, it's at our cost. So you're looking at about maybe $7 an article or something like that. Once those are created, then your virtual assistant could do the posting. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, I think uh, we have you frozen on the screen. I hope that is not, uh, I hope, uh oh, Darwin is out. I hope he can get back in there. Uh, it's, uh, his internet has been kicked off. He actually did warn us. But he'll be back. Uh, we'll just pause the uh, recording for a minute.